Welcome to Wise Women Speak with Linda Pritcher and Lana Bastianuti, where we give voice to the wisdom in women. Hi, Lana. Hi, Linda. Uh, we're here in the studio once again, and um, we are going to talk about a, an article that Lana wrote that has to do with thinking patterns. And um, so I'm looking forward to hearing it and then seeing what we have to say about it. Okay, this one is called When the Trains Are Coming. <laughs> and you'll know, you'll know as I read why I use that, that reference. Okay. Many times in life, we are struck by a worrisome or stressful thought and feeling. It can nag and itch at us, and we seem hopelessly helpless to turn away. Soon enough, we become consumed by these thoughts, and before long, our feelings begin to affect our day. If such thoughts and feelings become habitual, they can even affect a lifetime, quite literally. So what do we do with such habitual thoughts? Let me share a little story. When my daughter was a baby, we moved to Greenwich, Connecticut. For the first few weeks, we stayed with friends until our own house was ready. Our friend's house was perfect. It was walking distance to the center of town and absolutely charming for any young family. It had a great layout, lots of light, wonderful detail, and a fabulous, kid-friendly backyard. I knew the cost of houses in Greenwich and marveled at their luck in finding such a gem at a price point they could afford. Little did I know, but was soon to find out, there was a reason for their good fortune. As we hustled ourselves to the backyard so the kids could play on that first day of our arrival, I soon noticed the distinctive sound of an oncoming train. Eyes wild and wide, I frantically looked around for its source. Within seconds, my senses were overwhelmed by the imposing presence of a commuter rail as it swooshed past us at the edge of the backyard, a stone's throw from the swing set. Amongst the many thoughts I had in that moment, I seemed most concerned with our, <clears throat> my, ability to survive the next three weeks with such a steady eruption of noise every few hours mere meters from the house. It seemed to me that our schedule would be directly impacted and dictated by the schedule of the train. I would have to work around its presence since I was sure that the noise factor alone would be a disruptive force in nap time and play time and bedtime and quiet time and so on. A funny thing happened over the course of our three-week stay, however. As the days wore on, I forgot about the train. I forgot about the noise. I forgot about the schedule. I forgot about how I thought I would feel. I simply forgot and became engaged in the living of life. Our only true reminder of the train schedule occurred during the evening news when the volume of the TV would mysteriously increase as the train passed the house. Train or no train, we all just got on with living. It can be the same with our minds and with whatever habitual thought we may be entertaining. Although it seems like such thought is relentless and all-consuming, much like a train in a backyard, it is possible to turn away and simply engage in the living of life. Trains, like thought, will come and go. It's in their nature to do so. Best let them carry on without getting carried away. That's great, Lana. That's a great story. You tell good stories. 
you have interesting adventures, <laughs> I, I think, as the basis for your stories. I know, right. I really They're all do. true. I do. It was interesting to me as I was listening that um, even with the cadence of your voice, I could tell you were kind of reliving it in a way that um, that you, when you heard the train, suddenly that indicated to you a whole series of things that were going to happen. You were certain. Your life was going to be interrupted. It would not be the same. Um, and that started to take over. You were certain of it. Yeah, I was absolutely certain. And I was such a, um, I mean, uh, when your kids are babies, you you want to make sure all the structures are in place, like the yeah. nap time and the and and so this was interrupting the routines that I had created yeah, so carefully. Your idea, you know, yeah. sleep was such a precious commodity to me at that time. So yeah, I was when I saw that train a coming, yeah. uh, my mind went right to, oh my goodness, what does this mean for my routine. And I absolutely had a whole bunch of thinking that was absolutely certain that this is how it was going to play out. Yeah. And yet it didn't. And yet it didn't. I think that's the magic of that metaphor because um, so many times in life, uh, we can think for certain that something's going to play out a certain way, or we can have a really busy mind about stuff. But we don't let that interfere with living life. We we can just ignore that. We can choose to turn away from that. Other times, however, we get so absorbed in that. I mean, I could have obsessed about that train. Yeah. <laughs> like I seriously could have. If yeah. I had if I had been willing to do so and sort of focused on the train exclusively, I could have made that three weeks misery. Oh, yeah. Absolute Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Living hell, right? Living hell. Fearful, full of things that were going to be disruptive. And yeah, yeah. you could have. Yeah. And I could have sort of made sure that our life was manipulated and, and worked around the schedule of that train. So I would have been doing all sorts of dancing through hoops and jumps and all sorts of things to to accommodate the train schedule. What was interesting was instead of doing that, which didn't come to mind for some reason yeah. with me, but instead of doing that, I just let it be and and did life anyway. Yeah. Now, I don't, at that time, I didn't realize that that's what was happening. It was only on reflection that I'm like, wow, wow, I, it is possible to have this stuff happening and you not get attached to it or create a, a you know, sort of a destructive habit of, of yeah. thinking about it. Yeah, because you didn't explode a story around it. Mm -hmm. You just got to the business of life and in doing so... It changed how you were experiencing it. You were experiencing everything else in life, and that just fell into the background. Right. So it's like literally background noise. Yeah, right? it was background noise. I didn't make it more important yeah. than living. So the background noise was busy thinking mm -hmm. about the thing that you had seen as a problem at one point. Right. And then it dissolved. It wasn't a problem because you weren't thinking about it. You were back in life. Mm -hmm. You were back in the day-to-day. -day. 
And and I think I also, um, I think for me, and this is one of the things we do talk about, you know, our little mantra, oh, well, so what? Who cares? Yeah. It was a bit of that, which I didn't realize was happening at the at the time. But it was also this sense of ridiculousness of of the whole situation um, that you could have a train like whizzing by meters from the swing set and that, you know, everything was normal. Like it was just <laughs> totally normal. Oh, that or that our friend Simon would turn up the volume. He'd know exactly when to turn up the volume on the TV as the train was coming. So that's why the volume went up on the TV. Oh. It, we just, you just accommodate around like, no. And I found this ridiculously hilarious. Yeah. And so there, there was no um, drama around it. It just yeah. seemed fun and silly and ridiculous. And look what life throws at you and you just yeah. work with it. Yeah. So I think one of the things that this article, this story is pointing to is that there is hope for all of us not to get pulled into thoughts that seem to become habitual for us, that there's always an opportunity or a, a space to see something you hadn't seen before, or to just let them be and carry on with life anyway, yeah. that it doesn't need to stop life from happening. Because it won't anyway. <laughs> it won't anyway. Yeah. And also, it I think it points to the fact that like the, the friend's house that you were staying in, they bought that house. It didn't bother them. Mm-hmm. They weren't, they accepted it. Yeah. And so it, it points to the fact that we tend to think that how we see something in a moment is how it will always be mm-hmm. and how it is for everyone else too. Right. And that's simply not true. So there is always, we have really freedom of mind. Mostly we don't see it. We tend to think that the first thought that we have is the, is the, creation of a scenario of how it will always be. And it, what you've written about points to the fact that, no, that's really not true, yeah. right? There's yeah. always fresh thought or just kind of acceptance of what is and creation of something new, which is you went about life and life lived you without the sound of the train really meaning much of anything. Absolutely. Except you needed to turn up the volume on the TV set. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, this has been fun. That's yeah. a bit of fun I- exploration. Love that story. Thank you. So until next time. Until next time, Linda. Yeah, we'll look forward to our listeners tuning in again weekly. Uh, WiseWomenSpeakPodcast.com. You can subscribe or you can listen to us on iTunes or any other platform where you get your podcasts. Yes, and feel free to rate and review and all that good stuff. Yeah, we'd be happy with that. Yep. Thanks, Linda. Okay, thanks, Lana. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to Wise Women Speak. If you'd like to hear more, please go to wisewomenspeakpodcast.com or find us on iTunes. <laughs>